Welcome to What Day Is It Today, where we tell you what day it is today. That guy's Christian. And that guy's B, and this is August 30th. That is Frankenstein Day, apparently not nationally, it just is in one particular place. National Toasted Marshmallow Day, and two other things. Two other big bummer things. <laughs> but yeah, we're the, celebrating today. Yeah, the, 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 back, the back half of this is going to be rough. <laughs> we will get to those. <laughs> well, okay, well, I guess we can tell them it's National Grief Awareness Day, which you should be aware that we're grieving the process that we have to go through these two bummer ones, and uh, International Day of the Victims of Enforced Disappearances. Even sadder than it sounds. Yes. Oh, man. But there's another thing happening today, which is you having a story which totally never happens. Oh, good. Because I actually was thinking, I was like, oh, man, I, for once, I'm kind of blanking on where to go next because I didn't want to go into Frankenstein. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me because the thing that always happens to me happened yesterday. So, um,. Yesterday, I'm at home, and uh, I didn't really leave the house, and I was kind of expecting to just, you know, stay in the house the entire day and fall asleep, and I was in bed. I was I was ready for doing nothing. And then I get a call from my friends Ryan and Lolly, and they hit me up and say, hey, do you want to go to a Saints game? And I say, absolutely, because that usually means free tickets. Um, but <laughs> Which I assume does not mean free tickets this time. Uh, thankfully, close enough. That was that's 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 not the story. I'm really dragging this one out. <laughs> um, so uh, tickets were only between they were between two dollars and fifteen dollars. Which, if you know anything about NFL tickets, they're normally like four hundred dollars a piece, which yeah, is insane to me. Ridiculous. More ridiculous that you got it for so cheap. Yeah, it was a preseason game, so it's weird. It's exactly the same as a season game, except nobody gives a shit about it for whatever reason. Um, it would be like going to like a preseason Ariana Grande concert where she does the exact same thing, but for some reason people are like, yeah, but it's not a real concert. Yeah, and this concert doesn't count toward our fantasy football league. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I got tickets for, for 15 bucks, like great seats, because uh, it was those like last-minute apps that like they go down the closer the game gets. Um, but I end up going, and they check your vaccine record in new orleans right now so you had to have your vaccine card ready which is really hilarious to watch because it's like a bunch of grumpy ladies that they 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 couldn't be bothered so they're like hey proof of vaccine and then like you go to show it to them they're like i actually heard a lady say don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) which doing the lord's work my yeah, exactly. I was with I was with my uh, pharmacist friend Lolly, who she was losing her mind about vaccination stuff in general. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, Lolly's there, and she's losing her mind uh, because she forgot her vaccine card, so she doesn't get to show her papers to the lady. And the lady's like, "Girl, whatever. I don't give a shit." And she's like, "I swear I have it." And she's like, "I don't." I told you, I don't care. And she's like, "I'm a pharmacist. I give people shots, so I definitely have it." She's like. I know. I don't care. <laughs> Just go in. So we get in, and then uh, you have to wear your mask the whole time in this place because it's technically inside, even though it's like the biggest indoor stadium ever. Um, so you're basically outside, and uh, you know, full seating. So everyone that's there is there and sitting shoulder to shoulder. But in our section, um, there is uh, like we're all having a good time, cheering, laughing, yelling. And uh, at one point, I go up to go to the bathroom. And when I come back, um, this lady gets in my face, which was odd. Uh, the, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Um, the usher came down to me after we took some, like, photos of being there. Um, and the lady was like, hey, I'm sure those photos turned out real cute, but you got to keep your mask on. And I, like, I hold up my beer, and I'm like, well... Even while I'm drinking? I mean, it seems like airplane rules where, you know, you gave me pretzels and I'm going to eat those pretzels as slowly as possible <laughs> so I can not have a mask on for as long as possible. Yeah, that, that's 
a really tough situation where like to look good to the world they're like hey even the people here at the saint stadium they're all wearing masks so they can't have people taking pictures without masks because then it just looks like they're not wearing them at all yeah but at the same time they want to sell 16 dollar beers <laughs> so yeah. you know it, it, you know i feel bad for them it's tough um but yeah it was just you know the whole thing is just goofy so that lady i was like huh that's weird because i looked around and like nobody else was wearing a mask whatsoever anywhere near me anyway so i was like someone must have complained about me that seemed odd which is weird because everyone around me wasn't wearing one and i was being nice to everyone and there wasn't an issue and i just i was confused but i could i felt a little uncomfortable and so what i would do is i had my chin diaper on and i would like you know pull it down and then take a sip and put it back up like a psycho and uh, I'm wearing my seersucker suit because it was laundry day and all I had was one pair of underwear and suits. And I thought, hey, I could be a southern dandy. What the hell? That'll, that'll, that'll be a decent Saints outfit. Um, well, I forgot that I have a really hateable face, especially when I have combed my hair and I'm wearing a suit. Uh, people think I look privileged or something because I found out who complained about me. <laughs> so the lady behind me, like one seat to the right behind me, stands up and gets in my face and starts screaming at me like, you know, vein popping out in her forehead. And she's just like, she jabs me in the shoulder and says, you know what? You're a real fucking piece of shit. And I look behind me. I'm like, oh, awesome. This lady is mad at somebody. <laughs> and I turn around and I'm like, oh, wait. It's me. Again. Uh, again, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's not, it's not the, the usher lady this time. It's like some lady behind me. And I, like, I, I have, by the way, I have my mask on at this moment, somewhat thankfully, um, and I, like, look at her confused, although I'm sure it was hard to read half of my face, and I was like, wait, you're mad at me? And she said, you know who you fucking are, you douchebag! By the way, this is somebody's mother, for sure. This is a woman in her early 50s. <laughs> and she was Jeez. not drunk. And so she starts screaming at me some more, and I, and I start laughing, you know, because that's the best idea. And I go, I don't understand what I did. She says, you know exactly what you And she's losing it. And then all my friends around me are like, what did you do to her? And I start laughing. I'm like, I don't think I did anything. Maybe she's getting me confused with someone else. And she's like, I am absolutely not getting you confused with anyone else. And I, I look down at what I'm wearing. I'm like, yeah, it would be kind of hard to get me confused with someone else at the moment. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, what happened? And she was just like, it's because of fucking people like you that people are dying. Man, you fucking die tonight. And then the security showed up, and I'm laughing. I'm like, whoa! So I'm laughing, and amazingly don't say anything sassy, and security comes, and she's like, I don't want this piece of shit there! And the security's like, wait, ma'am, what's going on? And she's like, I'm fucking sick Fuck this guy! And I'm looking around, and I'm looking at the rest of the crowd, who I am a spectacle at this moment. And like, thankfully, I've been able to make eyebrows at people and be like, am I crazy? And everybody's like, no, you are not, but also none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely happening. Uh, which everyone that was making that face at me was making that face without a mask on, which I couldn't help but think was funny. Um, <laughs> so security was like, well, ma'am, we can't kick him out if we don't know what he did. And she started screaming, he's not wearing a mask. And as she said that, she pulled down her mask, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they kind of like looked around and they were like, ma'am, he's wearing one right now. <laughs> and she said, fine, fuck it. And then she, she kicked my seat and threw popcorn in the air and then like walked off with her meek bitch husband. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. He was there the whole time. Yeah. That makes it way worse, but also illustrates it perfectly that you didn't even mention it until now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I looked at him. I was like. You gonna deal with her? Or... No, you're not. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know that happened again, and all my friends were like, "What'd you do?" I was like, "Dude, I just have a face. Just this happens to me all the time." They're like, "How did you not scream at her?" I'm like, "Cause this happens to me all the time. Like, it's not that crazy." <laughs> lots and lots of practice. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was last night, and then I was just like uncomfortable sitting there forever because I could tell like. Every time I took a sip of my beer, the usher lady was like, 
well, I know that lady's going to complain, so I'd better be on this guy's ass. And so I was like, I'm just going to change sections. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is the perfect illustration of the stuff that happens to you constantly. <laughs> yeah, I told you about that time that the dude wanted to go mano y mano with me, right? Direct yeah, but yeah, I don't think you told that story on air. <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll tell the short version. I was telling one of these stories to my friend Kayla, and she didn't believe me. It was one of those things where she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I was like, God, why don't people believe me on this? And uh, about 30 minutes later, we're walking in downtown San Jose. And some guy who looks totally normal, not even at all, like, crazy hobo-ish, just totally normal, um, catches eyes with me. And then for whatever reason, we just stare each other right in the eyeballs as we're passing. And I'm talking, like, full neck turn as we're walking by. And admittedly, I don't know why I did that back to him. I was just like, oh, like. I think it was from reading a magazine, like, uh, what was that magazine? The the women's one that we all read in middle school to gain info on the anime. Cosmo? Cosmo, that's the one. Yeah, there was, there was a Cosmo article that was like, never break eye contact, it's an alpha thing. <laughs> <laughs> you want your team testosterone power boost, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're, you know, I'm, I'm alpha in the shit out of this normal guy. And, uh, he suddenly like t- makes a full turn like with his shoulders and he's facing me now and my neck's craned all the way around and he grabs his t-shirt by the middle superman style and tears it in half and yells what the fuck's your problem man and i start laughing which is the exact wrong thing to do and he says you want to go fucking mono mono and then he throws his bag down on the ground and then goes like old school like you know fisticuffs where where his like palms are facing him like the 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 bully kind of fight and i'm like i just started laughing my ass off and kayla says what is going on and i said i i don't know this happens to me all the time i was like man no you could kick my ass i'm i'm sorry you have a nice day and he's like that's what I'm talking and then he storms off and then i'm just you know i'm like whatever i'm going about my day and kayla's like what was that about and i said dude hell if i know <laughs> I told you things like this happen. <laughs> See, he read the latest issue of Cosmo. <laughs> you can't just stop at eye contact anymore. <laughs> you have to go mono e mono. So yeah. Kayla, Kayla will send me a text every once in a while that says, hey, you want to go mono e mono? <laughs> yeah. So that lady, she wanted to go mono e mono, but I had the crowd on my side yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, that lady. Speaking of monsters, let's talk about Frankenstein Day. Oh, man. See, I was teeing you up for that. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciated that. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Are we going to talk about Frankenstein, or are we going to talk about Frankenstein's monster? Oh, yeah. I guess this is National Frank... Or it's not even National. It's just regular old Frankenstein Day. Um, yeah, maybe it would be National Frankenstein's Monster Day, because he's way more popular. I kind of wish that we had done enough research that we could have like done a bit with this where we mention everything about Dr. Frankenstein's life and nothing about the monster. <laughs> yeah, save that for another day. <laughs> National Frankenstein's Monster Day. Well, we have National Toasted Marshmallow Day today, and that's kind of stupid. Cause yeah. We already did s'mores, and I mean, like, they're really double-dipping on that one, Jet Puffed. Yeah, but at least we can go more into specifics on marshmallows and how people that let them burn are equally monstrous as that lady and Frankenstein's monster. That's a good point. I do... Damn it, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh man, yeah, we're, we're touching on all of them and steering <laughs> very clear of the sad ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, do you have much to say about Frankenstein, Dave? Um, I mean, there's that thing that we keep beating that dead horse of, oh, it's Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein's the scientist guy which is very much the champagne yeah and it is not an interesting thing to talk about <laughs> a little bit yeah um, yeah I, I suppose it's like you know sparkling white wine versus it's actually champagne only in a certain region yeah. um yeah th- those are the guys who talk about frankenstein versus monster yeah or what i really want to see is frankenstein versus the wolfman oh yeah yeah the doctor dr frankenstein versus wolfman <laughs> Oh, dude, did you 
watch Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. Van Helsing was so cool. That movie was way sicker than it had any right to be. Yeah, I haven't watched it in so long, but I think about it every once in a while. Anytime I'm in the mood for like an action movie, that scratches the itch way more than any real action movie would. Well, it was such like a perfect... It was essentially like movie monster James Bond with yeah. Wolverine playing James Bond. Because they even had the like the guy who was like, all right, Van Helsing, well, these are... These are your weapons, and this is your cool vehicle, and this is a holy water bomb, and like all that sort of stuff. And he's like, "What does this button do?" Oh, I wouldn't touch that button if I were you. Only in emergencies. And then, of course, like at the end of the movie, he touches the button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Van Helsing is like all of the parts of monster movies that, like, when you're sitting there watching them, and everybody's being like scared and dying and all that, you're like, "I wouldn't be like that. I wouldn't go through that door." I'd be all prepared. I have my zombie preparedness down. Like, I'm going to this store, grabbing this weapon, like that kind of stuff. Uh, that's Van Helsing. It totally is that, like, power fantasy kind of thing of, like, oh, if I was around with monsters, I would beat them all up. Well, okay, did you read World War Z? Now, now, now we're sprawling a little bit, but hey, movie monsters. Um, but- did you actually read World War Z like we were supposed to for Mom's Book Club? I didn't. I really wanted to. That that was one of the books that really interested me. Uh, but yeah, I, I sucked and I didn't actually read the thing. Dude, you could have just, like, that one was the easiest one. You could just YouTube it and uh, their, like, readings of it were awesome. Man, I, I'm still planning on doing it. That's one of those ones where it's not just like, a, oh, good, the book report is gone and over. I ne- never have to think about how I didn't read it again. Like, this one, I'm actually wanting to read it. I never have to read Junie B. Jones again. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Junie B. Jones and the monster under a bed. There's another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was the best be one, in, too. She should be in the mon- monster cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, in World War Z... The book, which is wildly different than the movie, um, they're not even the same thing, even a little bit. Um, the there, there's a whole section in there about uh, people that were like prepared for this sort of thing, and they they went way up north to uh, up into Canada where it gets all frozen and zombies aren't much of a problem. Um, so they were all prepared and they went up there and they were having like parties and stuff like the first year, and then after about like you know eighteen months had passed, then they're like. Oh wait, I forgot how long the world ending takes and lasts. <laughs> yeah, they were only prepared to a certain point. Well, I was that way when we, I was like buying panic buying food and stuff when all the COVID lockdowns were were getting started because I remember they said 14 days to slow the spread. And I remember telling my buddies I was like if I know the government <laughs> <laughs> not going to be 2 weeks. Yeah, it's not going to be 2 weeks and they're like, "No, that'd be unreasonable if it was anything other than 2 weeks." Well, guess who just gotten almost a fist fight with some lady at a football game because I wasn't wearing a proven to do nothing <laughs> face diaper. Um, <laughs> yeah, hot take. Half our audience is gone. Um, but the thing is, for the Delta variant, it is a fact. The viral load is so high that um, that anything other than an N95 actually does nothing. You are free to cut one. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, the real monster is fear. <laughs> oh, the real monster is me, according to half our audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I, I was gathering a bunch of stuff, and I thought, like, okay, it'll be fine. Like, if things go bad, like, I'll be able to go out on the, in the swamp and go fishing and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, that'd be cool for a week. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, dude, there's no way I could do that for years. Yeah, nobody has their ten-year plan. If they're also, yeah, if they're also like doomsday prepper, yeah, they've got like like, one year planned out, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like, do I want to doomsday prep for like like ten years worth of life after that? Like at that point, I'm fine dying in a cool way. Yeah, we've had a good run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'd, r- I'd rather, you know, freeform jazz it and fly by the seat of my pants like I normally do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, preparation isn't even your way of doing things in normal life. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's my issue anyway. Yeah, yeah, and like the only thing that I thought was, I was like, I need guns. I need dry foods. And that'll work. Like, I'm the same way when I travel. I'm like, I need to know where I'm sleeping. End of story. Like, that's all I do, and then maybe I'll get a flight. Yeah, I need to know where I'm sleeping half the time. Yes. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't like to, I, don't, I don't like to go to Disneyland and plan out my Fast Passes. Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta get your Fast Passes as they come. Yeah, did he say that they sell those now? No, they actually don't. At least right now, with how weird things are, sort of shut down sometimes. And... Oh, you mean you mean stupid? <laughs> <laughs> but don't want to say it. Yeah, yeah, and half measures are down, but unfortunately, I do feel like that's better than being completely shut down right now. <laughs> you bored? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself too. Oh yeah, half measures a dumb. Well, you're taking a real half measure right now. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I would rather have it one way or the other, all the way open, all the way closed. Yeah. Well, it's also you know they're they're okay. Well, now we're getting into International Day of Victims of Enforced Disappearances a little bit. Uh, all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's do in, it now. Uh, in 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 China currently, they're they're uh, re welding apartment buildings and neighborhoods shut again. Because oh, um, it worked so well the first time. <laughs> I mean, it worked at doing something. <laughs> yeah, at kill, at killing people in more efficient ways than just the virus. Yeah. Oh, man. That is horribly disgusting. Yeah, and then the, the best part is that the, the Chinese Communist Party is like, hey, don't worry. Like, we're your government. We'll provide food for you because they're like, well, how are we going to go get food? Because there's a big cultural thing in Chinese society where, like, they have refrigerators. They just kind of like sort of don't use them because part of their like daily routine is going and getting vegetables. There's this thing about like quote freshness. It's this weird cultural difference that um, they want to like go to the market and get their food for the day that day. Um, so. They were like, well, how are we going to go do our vegetable scrounging, our daily vegetable scrounging? And the government said, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. And they're like, aren't you the same ones that welded us in our apartments? Yes, because we're taking care of you. We, yeah, we took we, care of that problem, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> You're having your door work? <laughs> so obviously they're having a little bit of trouble uh, uh, actually providing that food. <laughs> But, you know, it's all fine. Uh, um, so the International Day of the Victims of Enforced Disappearances is a international holiday based on, like, I first thought strictly, like, government disappearment. Oh, that's interesting. And that probably says... I thought the it, exact opposite, where it's things like kidnappings and stuff like that. Well, so see, there's the thing that says more about me than it does about the holiday itself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Where I'm like, guys, let me tell you about the government. <laughs> Weird masks don't work, guys. Distrustful of the government. Hey, N95s work. Yeah. But, you know, those are uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that lady that screamed at me, she was wearing a neck gaiter, which has been proven to do less than nothing. Which oh, I yeah, those things definitely don't do anything. Yeah, like, I mean... I was wearing a bandana for a while, and that's another thing that like is proven to do less than nothing, um, because you get your sweat and spit all up in it, and then like it's just sitting there ready to be aerosolized. So the whole thing's like we we can all agree that nobody should be wearing neck gaiters or bandanas or like cloth masks or scarves. They actually don't do anything. Like it's a yeah. fact. Yeah, I feel like that one is the least contentious way of saying masks don't work. Is them specifically don't work. Yeah, I'm not saying that masks don't work. Uh, I might make the claim that, like, I don't think it's, like, it's complicated. It's not worth um, forcing. I can make that argument. Like, I'm not necessarily doing it, but I, like, it's not a crazy argument to make. But the mm -hmm. thing I'm saying is that there are specific masks that don't work, and we can all agree on that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we did there it. We go. <laughs> yeah, we, we really pulled out of that, uh, 
pulled out of that tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I need a, a friend at every party. I was, I was telling someone this the other day. I need a friend at every party when I say something that everyone goes like, whoa, to like for the group to look at and be like, did you hear him say that crazy shit? And then they say, hold on. He's just so, talking it out. He doesn't have an inner monologue. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> we'll get there. Like, <laughs> you just have to trust that he's not a piece of garbage. And then by the end, everyone goes, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, you had us in the first half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what, what is the other category that it's bringing so, weight to? So it is both uh, of governments being like, this person is inconvenient. Epstein, who clearly totally killed himself. Um, <laughs> situations like that, except, you know, no one's really particularly sad about that one. Uh, it's also things like um, sex trafficking um, mm, yeah. and uh, people in, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's the, where the tallest building in the world is? In the Arab Dubai? Emirates? Yeah, Dubai. So Dubai... Uh, is basically like a slave labor state. It's really weird. Um, oh, I know whoa. just enough about it to be like, whoa, that's crazy, but not enough to really share a whole lot about it. Um, it's people from all over the world go there to work in those like crazy hotels and things like that, like to be like maids or construction workers, you know, like basically low skill laborers. Yeah. And they come from, you know, places like the Philippines or, uh, like Thailand, um, India, all, all over the place. And they go out there in search of work, and the moment they get there, um, the bosses steal their passports, and they're like, oh, no. you work for us now. <laughs> You're welcome for having a job. And then they work them like six and a half days a week, uh, like 12-hour days oh. or longer, pay them basically nothing, and then like withhold their paychecks often. And the people are like, hey, like, well, if you're not going to pay us, we're not going to work. And they're like, that's fine. Like, what are you going to do? Starve? Like, fuck off. We, like, oh, are you going to go home? Oh, wait, we have your passport. <laughs> so uh, anybody who tries to, like, unionize and that sort of thing, you best believe they get enforced, disappeared. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, Dubai is, Dubai is crazy. <laughs> it is kind of like the perfect dystopian version of, like, uh, modern greed gone awry because it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in the same place yeah yeah actually one of the guys in one of my mechatronics classes in school there are so many weirdly interesting people i met in those classes such as uh oh gosh what was his name oh yeah lightning ray williams oh that guy yeah i'll tell that story one of these days (laughs) um but a different interesting guy that has to do with dubai uh, he was a yacht skipper. He didn't own a yacht. He just raced the yacht like he was the pilot or captain. The actual word is skipper, which is hilarious to me. Uh, but yeah, he was a skipper of some rich guy's yacht. And that dude sent him over to Dubai to check on their new yacht that they were building to make sure it was being done right. That's a sweet gig. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I was like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, it's Sierra College. Yeah, yeah, in Rockland, California. <laughs> huh. Yeah, what exactly is mechatronics? Uh, it is. And what does it have to do with sex trafficking? <laughs> it just has to do with Dubai. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah, mechatronics, the short version of it is a little bit of electrical engineering, a little bit of mechanical engineering, a little bit of computer engineering all mixed up into one thing. Uh, the easiest word for it is robotics. Mm, robots. Big government. Sex trafficking range. Yes, that's mass where man, I was going with that. Mandates. <laughs> the perfect toasty marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect toasty marshmallow. Your delivery on that could have been any better. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, before we get too far <laughs> off of Frankenstein Day, I do have one sort of interesting fact about it. And oh man, we're so, all over the place today. Yeah, we're celebrating it all all at once because uh, we don't want to go too far into any one of them. 
the book was written by a lady, R.L. Stein. Which at the time, Wait, what the hell are you talking about? No, it wasn't. What are you, talk- what are you talking about? Oh, am I talking about Dracula? Oh no, <laughs> no, you're not. You're not talking about either one of those things, and you're gonna laugh really hard when you find out what you're talking about. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about goosebumps. I'm literally talking about goosebumps. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Mary Shelley, bro. Mary Shelley. Oh, why did I think R.L. Stein? Yeah, Mary Shelley makes... Oh, man, I'm embarrassed. And I'm keeping it all in. <laughs> Irma Gerd, Gersperms. Yeah, oh. good, good good thing you do, all, you do all the research. Oh, Mary Shelley, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, how about, how about this? Uh, uh, books that R.L. Stein wrote are sometimes have a Frankenstein in it. And sometimes they don't. Yeah, I'm not even confident that that's true. <laughs> yeah, did did uh, R.L. Stein ever do okay. a apparently? Apparently, this is a common thing with me since I was little. Is I confidently say the wrong author. There was a book report that I had to do in like third grade, and I did it on um, Charlotte's Web. Uh huh. And I was pretty proud of this project. I like actually worked hard on it and everything. But stupid little third grade me never decided to double check the author. And I confidently wrote all about Roald Dahl, which Charlotte's Web was not written by Roald Dahl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> well, you got two book reports in one. Got a biography and a book report related nothing to the author of that book. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, R.L. Stein had nothing to do with Frankenstein. It was Mary Shelley, who is a lady. And during the classical era of like horror, when it comes to things like Dracula and the Wolfman and Frankenstein, uh, lady authors were not super common. Also, the Romantic era of novels had nothing to do with the Wolfman. Uh, those were things that were only related because later the studio created a bunch of monster movies because Dracula was popular. Like and remove yeah, my you're, foot you're, you're really my dropping mouth. the ball on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this national foot in my mouth thing. <laughs> okay, so uh, now, now I'm worrying that I'm about to get overconfident, because I'm pretty sure uh, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein in the mid-1800s, but let me double-check that. Because I remember, yeah, it was like romantic era. Okay, yeah, even earlier, 1818. So yeah, the Wolfman uh, was not at all related <laughs> until... Uh, who, who, who's, who's the studio? I think it's Paramount, um, was the one that was creating all those monster movies, like the creature from the Black Lagoon and all that. Um, Frankenstein is not supposed to be about, like, monsters, necessarily. Like, it's more kind of a, like, dive into playing God, like, yeah. creating life. Um, and society's pushback on that and the other. Yeah. Kind of like a, a modern Prometheus, like, you know, bringing fire to society and people freak out. Yeah, or all of the movies, like, Terminator or iRobot. Yes. Bringing it a little closer to home for me. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, hey, hey, B, you know, I, I, got, I got something to tell you. Mr. Uh, Mr. Watches a lot of movies. Maybe you should read a book. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I well, even if I do, even if I do read a book, I'm going to mess up the author. Poor B. Well, okay, this makes more sense, because before the podcast, you were talking about how R.L. Stein is a woman, and I was like, pretty sure it's a, like, Jewish man, is what I thought in my head, but I was like, hey, man, clearly you're the research guy, so, like, you got me on this one, so I was like, yeah, I'm excited to find out how much of a woman R.L. Stein is. I love that you waited until we were um, recording to correct me. Well, I didn't, no, like, I didn't know to correct you, because you had said that you were talking about Frankenstein, being 
written by a lady author. And I was like, yeah, that's true. You're like, yeah, R.L. Stein is a lady author. And I thought that was like, comma, also R.L. Stein is a lady. And I was like, okay. All right, we're talking about lady authors today. Cool. Look. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but R.L. Stein did write Frankenstein's Dog. So. Which we celebrate go. on Frankenstein Day. <laughs> Which we celebrate today, that wonderful book, and that is a creepily cute-looking, like, teddy bear-type dog. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you brought it back to Frankenstein. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh. Man, you must be feeling grieved. Yeah, I've been trying to find a way to work that one in, talking about grieving my <laughs> confidence. <laughs> oh, I, I love that the way we both handle being wrong is wildly different. I like double down and you actually feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> shut down. I'm like, oh, I didn't know what I thought I knew. Oh, man. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. And me, I'm just like, uh, Turkish delights sometimes have nuts and sometimes don't. <laughs> I love that we're probably going to bring that one up forever about the Turkish delights and the gelatin. I think that's my my favorite thing we've we've ever talked about because your reaction to me being so passionate about it, you were just so sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, see, this is why you need to be the one that's wrong because it's way more fun that way for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, now, now the problem is everyone's going to, like, be mad at me for being so right about stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't be mad at him for that. Be mad at him for telling you to spit on me. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up, and I didn't have to, because I was going to bring that up every week. <laughs> oh, shit, we haven't made a Simpsons reference yet. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> so you know how we're going to fit that in. <laughs> oh, well, you know, hopefully it comes up naturally. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Damn, anyway. I'm thinking about it. All right, well, do we have anything to say about National Grief Awareness Day, now that we are very aware of grief? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like something that's uh, a little bit related to that. Because uh, how are you going to celebrate that? Be aware that people are sad about loss. Hooray. Well, I guess it's similar to like breast cancer awareness month, week, day. I don't know. Yeah. They, they make you wildly aware of pink ribbons, um, which yeah. is good marketing, I suppose. And like, I think it does the job. But I do kind of always find it odd when, like, the NFL, like, wears pink socks for a week where it's like, oh, man, like, breast cancer. Like, maybe maybe the idea is just to get as many people to re- remember, like, oh, shoot, I should probably go get my boobs smushed. Uh, yeah. See if they, yeah. uh, they're getting smushed weird. Yeah, I feel like Breast Cancer Awareness Month is... When I was a kid, I was like, this is dumb. Like, what's awareness going to do? But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, that... I'm sure they brought in more money for like, research, like medical research purposes than they ever would have if it didn't exist. Plus, exactly what you said, going and getting mammograms and yeah. getting people to do that. Yeah, so, wow, you, you handled being wrong again in a very grown-up sort of way. <laughs> Unlike me, who now that I know that, I'm like, it's still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't understand, like, the idea of being, like, everyone's aware of grief. Like, it, and it's also not like, you know, you can go get a grief gram Or you can grab yourself by the grief. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's supposed to be like a, hey, if you're struggling, go get professional help kind of thing. If you're having a real hard time with it. Or if it's just like a hey, people might be going through some stuff, so they might scream at you at a football game, so cut them some slack, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking that exact same thing. I cut her some slack, but you know what? I'm going to take the opposite approach of you on this one and say, everyone should be aware of grief, and then suck it up. Rub some dirt in it, bunch of sissies. Yeah, shake it off. Yeah, everyone's going through grief, you selfish (laughs) jerk. So you're not special. (laughs) Oh, and we're man. All gonna die or <laughs> being forcibly disappeared. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I, 
So in middle school, speaking of you're not special, that's one of my favorite phrases that reminds me of a story. Uh, In middle school, there was a girl in one of my math classes who was like having a real hard time. She was crying a whole bunch. Uh, But the math teacher, he was not having it that day. (laughs) He was mighty tired of that. Call him out. Okay. uh, Oh, okay. This. His name was Mr. Hunt. Please give me one guess of what his first name was. Please don't tell me it's Mike. It was Mike. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) That's obnoxious. Wait, wait, this this was at a Placer? Placer? Yeah, Placer Elementary and Loomis. Wait, so, yeah, I, I didn't realize, like, you guys had a different math teacher. I remember you guys had that weird board, the like weird, like laggy electronic whiteboard thing oh, that we man, never yeah. have. Yeah, the smart board. Yeah, it was stupid. That was a waste of money. The first smart board that got put into those classes, and for anybody who never had one of those things, um, it looked like a whiteboard with an enormous dong sticking off the top which had a projector on it so it was like a long pole with a big old bulbous projector at the end of it and of course the one that was installed first was in mr bonner's room nothing not, like, not bo- even a... like boner yeah it was hilarious no that, that, no that's okay i was i was i was preparing for uh uh the idea in my head that you walked into the math classroom and on the smart board was a big projected photo of your teacher. A big projected photo of Mike Hunt. <laughs> For anybody that needed explanation about that name and why it's funny. It sounds like boner. That's what it sounds like. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, Mr. Hunt was having none of it when this girl was crying in his math class because he was just trying to get through his math lesson and he's a poor, unfortunate middle school math teacher probably the hardest job that exists Uh, and he's like hey like quit it stop crying you're not that special (laughs) which is i love that which is not the right thing to say to a uh hormonal 13 year old girl to a hormonal not special 13 year old girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah that made it way worse oh well Hey, we've all got to learn sometime. Like, I found that that was the case. That was one of my most interesting revelations living in New York was, uh, that's right, I lived in New York City. Ooh, I'm better than you. You can tell because Um, I'm talking about it. (laughs) I I noticed that people that live in New York tend to do that a lot. Um, I was not above it. I was similar to those uh, juniors in college. That after they get back from their uh, their study abroad, study abroad, they're like, oh well, in Italy, blah 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 blah. It's like, oh, it's so much better over there. I'm cultured. Uh, anyway, New York. One of my biggest revelations was that you don't matter. No one gives a shit about you. Best case scenario, your mom cares about you, and you care about you sometimes like those are the only people who have your best interest at heart and when it's when it comes to you you only sometimes have your best interest at heart you're fighting against it at all at all times um it is simultaneously very sad to realize you are super replaceable and no one gives a shit about you but it's also really freeing because hey man remember that awkward tuesday shower shame that you get about that thing that nobody remembers but you well, nobody remembers it but you. No one gives a shit about you. Man. So when I was uh, asking the wife's dad uh, if I could marry his daughter, uh, that is actually something that I brought up. What? You're, so I was telling him, like, man, it's crazy because uh, when my brother went off to move like out of the house uh, for the first time, uh, we were talking one time and he had mentioned like man things are just like really lonely out in the world because like nobody has your best interest out for you like except your mom and sometimes yourself sometimes Uh, and I'm so thankful to have somebody that 
really cares and that I get to do life with and that like I matter to and that she matters to me and I and I want to make sure that that is how both of us get to live for the rest of our lives so if I can marry your daughter like that kind of thing um yeah I was so you gave me the perfect way to ask that so thanks bro well, you're welcome, because I'm sure he would have never said yes without that very insightful knowledge that I bestowed upon you. Of course. Yeah, that's the only way I tricked him. I got him. <laughs> God, he's been hoodwinked, bamboozled even. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, hey, you, you, you gave me one of my favorite, favorite ones ever, and I, I, I don't remember exactly if like... Oh, I was going to bring this oh, one up, I think. Yeah, okay, I think I'm technically about to compliment myself and my own insight, and then you saying it back to me, which I really appreciated. Yeah. But it was, um, uh, yeah, what, 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 what was it exactly? Yeah, to, to piggyback off of National Grief Awareness Day. Um, so we were talking about how in high school you hear all the time, like over and over and over, like, I know things are hard right now, but like, don't worry, because things get better. Like, you'll go off to college, and it'll be better there, and like, you'll grow up and be an adult and get a job and live life and things will be better like don't worry it's gonna get better and uh we don't necessarily agree with that yeah i think that's absolute bullshit it's always felt really patronizing to me and really irritating it's like this like hey i want to feel good i notice you're feeling bad and i want to feel good about myself and how i'm a good person so i'm just gonna tell you like don't worry things will get better and then I pat myself on the back and say, like, man, I'm so good for having said that to a sad person. Like, God, I'm so inspiring. (laughs) Even though I have no evidence of why things would get better. Yeah. Yeah. And we came to the conclusion that, like, there's always something that's going to be going on that's stressful or frustrating or upsetting or really sad or anything like that. Um, But at least it's always something different. So it's not, don't worry, it'll get better. It's, don't worry things will get different. Yeah, because the things that suck today are not the same things that sucked two years ago. Like, the things that are really making my life tough when, when, when they're tough are n- almost never the same five years apart. Yeah. So it's things un- will get better, and they'll also get worse, and it'll vacillate wildly. Unless it's the apocalypse, and then you have to deal with those zombies for the next ten years. Yeah, that, that, that part, things will, don't worry, things will stay the same, and that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be hoping things get different. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's cheer things up a little bit and talk about toasting some schmallows. Uh, or make them really, really a bummer and talk about those psychopaths that set them on fire. Yeah, yeah, if you do that, leave. <laughs> We don't want you around here. Oh, that's such a nice way of saying that. (laughs) In what? Yeah, I I thought you were going to go the direction of like uh, Talladega Nights. Like, if you don't like (laughs) Big Red, then fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, (laughs) I'm a nice one around here. (laughs) I only make controversial statements half the time. (laughs) Unlike me, who I'm like, ooh, an opportunity to be obnoxious and controversial. I, I, I want to make a, um, I always wanted to make this, a three-panel, like, Saturday morning, I mean, not Saturday morning cartoon, like, a uh, newspaper-type cartoon, um, one of those comic three panels, and the first one is me, and I notice a hornet's nest, and the hornet's nest says <laughs> everybody on it, and then I'm holding, like, something behind my back, and I'm looking at the hornet's nest, and I'm saying, hmm, the second panel is me smacking the hell out of that hornet's nest with a baseball bat or a cricket bat that says controversial opinions. And then the third (laughs) panel is me running away from the angry hornets attacking me, yelling, how could this have possibly happened to me? (laughs) This is everybody's fault but my own. This is so similar to that idea we were thinking about like years ago where it's just you like, and you've got a stick in your hand. And you look over and there's a sleeping bear and you're like, hmm, you know what, screwy bears, and you poke it with a stick. (laughs) 
you know what? Everyone acts like they're snuggly, but they're monsters and they kill people. Like, let's bother this bear. Everybody, look at me bothering this bear. <laughs> Maybe I should have let sleeping bears lie. I'm pretty sure that's how that saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that old, that old chestnut. <laughs> Speaking of things to roast on open fires, man, my segue Bears? game is on point today. Wait. No, you said Dicks? chestnut. Oh. <laughs> you said that old chestnut. I said open fires, and we're back to marshmallows. <laughs> Bears? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't light them on fire. They're a bummer. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to get them toasty and roasty toasty and golden brown. Yeah, golden brown is like where you stop. If you get them darker than that you're wrong do you get annoyed by all the youtube like cooking shows that say you know you want to get them gbd golden brown and delicious and it's like uh why like i don't know why that irritates me so much it's like the phrase oh. man cave Oof. yeah yeah which i think you'll be very upset that i'm this week i'm moving into a new house and we've got enough bedrooms for me to set up a music studio and yeah, man cave. We decided it's going to be called the Beehive. Okay, I can deal with it. I can handle that. Yep. At least good. it's unique. <laughs> yes, and that is very nice of Shorty to let you have a room. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was more of this time I allowed a guest room because I think guest rooms are the stupidest thing in the world. Well, yeah, for like people, like you don't have guests. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, anybody that's going to be visiting has family around here. Yeah, you know, the idea of a guest room seemed really stupid to me until I moved to New Orleans, and then I'm like, oh. Yeah, like, I've lived in a couple places that are, like, tourist hotspots. If in New York you could afford to have a guest room, that would be, like, a wildly valuable thing. But it's so expensive that, like, it's not worth the money. But in New Orleans, it's cheap, and people are constantly visiting. And Logan's guest room is... It, like, always has somebody in it. Dang. I mean, he's he's in, like... And I don't mean invited to. I mean in, like, 15 weddings a year. Whoa. <laughs> so this dude always has people coming in for this and that. Um, and also, like, you know, Mardi Gras, there's always people here. And all, all the festivals that are canceled for good reason. But guest rooms are wildly valuable if you have the type of friends that visit stuff and are too much of children to actually get a goddamn hotel room. <laughs> yeah, all those people that are touristing it up in Roseville. Yeah, yeah, you guys would you guys would never use a guest room. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think like, all right, how many times will it get used over the next year? And I'm thinking two. That's, that's my guess. Calling yeah, it now. Okay. Uh, wait, do you have a guest room? Like, I, I thought you were turning into the, the beehive, or are you also having a guest room? Yeah, it's a three-bedroom. Okay, so you guys... Oh, shoot. So you short... <laughs> so you're telling me... I, th- I, I thought it was that, like, it was either a guest room or it was the beehive, and she let you do the beehive, which I'm like, that's nice of her to realize that the idea of a guest room is stupid. But <laughs> no, 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 no. She let you have a man cave as long as she got her stupid guest room that she'll never use. Well, the way that the discussion went... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to frame it how we talked about it. um, Alright, we've got our bedroom and then we've got two other rooms. Yeah, I will get one, she will get one. She can do whatever she wants with it. I can do whatever I want with mine. (laughs) There's a reason you're married and I'm not. There is no good reason why I would do this, but I would do it. I'd be like, wait, why the hell do we need a guest room? Well, I want a guest room. And I'd be like, well, you wanting one is stupid. (laughs) Because it's a stupid idea. That would be like Shorty being like, well, I want a basketball court in one of the rooms. Well, neither of us play basketball. I want a basketball court. And like that would just drive me absolutely nuts. But I know I'm the wrong one in that situation because she wants it and she should be allowed to have it. That yeah. doesn't mean it's not stupid, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I, I let her have her basketball court room, and she let me have my beehive. 
Well, I, I think that's like, oh god, you're so much better than I am because you're gonna use the hell out of the beehive. Yeah, and she's never gonna use that guest room. Yep. <laughs> and did you like bring that up? And she was just like, "Well, you're probably right, but it'll be fun." And, yep. And then, then you can be like, "All right." That's exactly how it went. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Shorty, I'm backing off. As long as you are willing to admit that it's goofy, but you want it, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, I think it would drive me nuts if someone was indignant that, like, we are too. Well, and then they're going to prove themselves right by, like, inviting guests they don't even want over. <laughs> yeah, see, it would make your life even worse. Yeah, oh my god. I... Because we hate having guests. <laughs> yes. it's, it's a learned behavior from our dad. <laughs> yeah, dad really does hate having guests. <laughs> it, I, oh, man, it's so... It's so exciting and disappointing at the same time to realize that you are your parents because dad would always do that thing where like thanksgiving was happening family was over everyone's talking in in the kitchen and dad would just like disappear to his his man cave his little like study theater room sort of situation his office and uh do nothing in particular except like be on the computer and just away from people and then i would go in there and like hide with him and then just kind of like hang out and then eventually all three of us would be in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be holiday. mom with the extended family. Yeah. yeah. Are you glad you're celebrating holidays with us, listeners? I'm just glad you didn't say banana. Oh, jeez. Every time someone says, aren't you glad? I'm like, aren't you glad I didn't say banana? In my head every single time. Knock, knock. Who's there? Police. Police who... Police, stop making that joke. It's awful. <laughs> Wait, did I make that joke on this podcast at some other point? No. <laughs> I'm just a PSA for you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that one to yourself. You may be married, but I'm closer to being a father than you because I'm prepared with the jokes. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, it's, you know, it's like the 80s, 90s, and today thing. It's just one of those, like, it jumps out oh. at you. Man, yeah, I do. Anytime somebody says 80s or 90s, I always think and today. And today. <laughs> there, was, there was some other thing like that that I was, I was, I was thinking about that was driving me nuts that it, every time it said, I'm just like, yeah, that thing. But, you know, it's really entertaining to hear about it when I can't remember what it is. <laughs> do you remember Skip It? I do remember Skip It, the like tiny ankle hula hoop with the ball at the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, and also, uh, Dad has a point. I do talk in bits. I went from talking to just like, do you remember Skip It? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that thing poured ankles off like nobody would believe. But hey, you remember from the 80s and 90s? And today. And today. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was an ankle breaker. I was never a- able to actually skip it more than once. Yeah. I was more of a bop it. Pull it, twist it. <laughs> Wow! Any any other hot takes on marshmallows, specifically the toasted kind? weren't weren't they like toasted marshmallow jelly beans your favorite for a while? No, the, the, they taste like popcorn. They're weird. Or what um, was it? The buttered popcorn that was your favorite? Weirdly enough, no, I never liked. Well, like I, I remember thinking like that they weren't as bad as I thought they would be, but you know that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't know why I have a memory of that. No, it was the watermelon ones, because those are green on the outside, and then red on the inside, which I thought was cool. Ooh. Yeah, blueberries that way, too. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, blue on the outside, but red on the inside. Uh, no, but I will say, uh, oh, I got a hot take on cookies in general, and this ties into marshmallows somehow. Oh, actually, I got two. Yeah. I got, favorite, I, I got one two of your here. favorite we, cookies. We got plenty of marshmallows. Yeah. The best cookie is you take a chocolate chip cookie with a small amount of chocolate chips, because... Cookies, chocolate chip cookies with two-inch chocolate chips are gross. Um, and then you put marshmallows on top, and then you put the cookie matrix on top of a graham cracker, and it makes a s'more cookie. And it's far superior to any regular chocolate chip cookie. And they get all toasty and golden brown on top. And it is delicious, which that's fine to say, but you can't say them all together, otherwise it's annoying. Wait, what is a cookie matrix? The cookie matrix. It's the cookie. It's the negative space of the cookie, everything between the toppings. Oh. That is kind of a Simpsons reference. What a weird way to say that. (laughs) 
Yeah. I think I get the feeling that that was from the Simpsons. I know that uh, there's the pickle matrix um, from something from uh, Dr. Frank. Pickle matrix is a thing, but cookie matrix I may have just made up. Yeah, that's why I was very confused. <laughs> like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the cookie matrix. That's the that's the part that isn't the chocolate chips or the walnuts or whatever else you have on the cookie. The cookie part. The cookie yeah, part. It's the cookie the part. Because otherwise, if you just say the cookie, then like they think the whole thing. But like you're talking about like the cookie in between the 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 bits. Yeah, I would think like the crumb of the cookie, but like you uh, arrogant bastard. Cookie yeah. matrix sounds much less arrogant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds way better. <laughs> um, I do have another hot take on uh, uh, marshmallows, though. Is it marshmallow fluff? Like the little containers of it Ooh, is delicious, yeah. and oh, so good. It makes a milkshake real good. Um, and there's some story about Shane and Chad when they were like. We were going to 31 Flavors or Baskin Robbins, and they used to order this like marshmallow fluff milkshake yeah. thing. So, so our two oldest brothers, um, we're we're pretty sure that they're the reason that the blenders at Baskin Robbins 31 Flavors have like covers over them now, and like they're encased. <laughs> um, I forgot about this. <laughs> we're pretty sure because this was back before the internet was a big deal, and like information didn't spread super quick except of course everybody knew about uh marilyn manson as we discussed last week oh yes yeah. i don't know like why how does everybody know that it's the same yeah. thing with the the like the uh britney spears went to the plastic surgeon and had too 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 much and then boobless. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows how to spell boobs on a calculator um so at the time we don't know where they learned this trick from but you could order a milkshake and get marshmallow fluff in it, which is delicious and amazing in itself. But what they would do, because they were like early high school, maybe middle school, is they would specifically order it, like order the milkshake. And once they got everything into the blender, they'd be like, oh, wait, also, can I get marshmallow fluff in it? Yeah, they'd act like they forgot. Yeah, because when it's the last ingredient that gets put in the blender and you turn on the blender, it sucks it straight down into the blades and then shoots it up out of the blender. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, d- didn't, uh, didn't one of the girls, like, make their milkshake wrong, like, every time? Like, they just gave them, they were like, hey, can I get a chocolate marshmallow fluff milkshake? And she's like, here's a blueberry. And they'd be yeah. like, "Gee, thanks!" Like, "Oh man, like you're so you're so smart, you're so great." Because she was like, "quote fifteen year old hot." Oh, dad grumbles about this still to this day, and this had to have been um, wow. This is, this is twenty years ago. Yeah, this was at least twenty years ago because I was around five or so when it was happening, um, and he still grumbles about it like weekly. <laughs> Because she would make their order wrong every single time, and Dad would be like, "Hey, why don't you go just like tell her? Can you make it right? Like this isn't what I ordered." And they're like, "I can't do that, Dad. She's hot." And then he would he would always say, "Hey, well, no matter how hot she is, there's someone somewhere that's sick of her shit." And that's one of Dad's isms that he tends to repeat on the regular. He loves that quote, and I still don't really get it well you know i I get it but like it doesn't it's not one that you would like live your life the way that he does yeah (laughs) yeah like for him it would be like it's like the most it's super profound and i'm like i mean it makes sense but that'd be like oh man you should put your pants on one leg like one leg at a time it's like well duh (laughs) because the alternative's stupid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotta jump in get after it be ready for the day <laughs> both meet at the same time i do jujitsu <laughs> yeah the, yeah the, the whole like yeah I, I mean there's some truth to like yeah you got to be attracted to your partner but at the same time if like the thing is you're like wow she's so hot well, what do you love about her she's so hot like that's just that's a childish dumb thing to be particularly concerned about that being the one thing you could learn something to love, like, man, 
She makes my ice cream different every single time. It's always an adventure. <laughs> Be your genius. <laughs> Gotta look at the bright side of things. Also, yeah, she's hot. Also, she's hot. Yeah. Also, you know, you you just gotta be uh, you gotta be happy. She let she lets you have a room and and a guest room. <laughs> yeah, I get to sneak in and play basketball in the basketball room every once in a while. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm that's one of those like stupid metaphors that like nobody else is gonna appreciate, but I'm gonna use constantly is how guest rooms are just. You know, it's a basketball court in your house, and people are like, "What?" I'm like, you would never get it. <laughs> we'll eventually sell T-shirts that just say, "My wife lets me have a basketball room," or "I let my wife have a basketball yeah. room." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just the perfect one because just imagining a shorty like trying to play basketball, just like <laughs> out of spite. <laughs> See, I love it. <laughs> I know what I'm getting you guys for Christmas. What, what a, a full-size basketball balls. hoop. Oh, even better. Yeah, one of the little ones. It would be better to get you a full-size one. But yeah, th- those little dunkables. Man, we had so much fun doing that. Oh, those things are awesome. I would be excited to get one of those. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, since you'd be excited about it, there's no chance I'm getting it for you. Exactly. Yeah, I should have been like, oh, what a stupid idea. We'll never use that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as we say every week, let your wife have... A basketball court room. Join us next week for September 6th. Be late for something day. National Coffee Ice Cream Day and National Read a Book Day. It's Bee's favorite. Get ready. Read a book. And you get to hear Christian talk about libraries maybe for real this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're teasing you hard. You know, as we say every week, and this one's actually true, read a book. <laughs> read a book. Thanks for celebrating with us. And we hope you guys have a good August 30th.